Hey everybody, welcome back to a special edition of The Things I Haven't Even Told My Therapist. This episode comes as the first of a three-part series with the Bowdoin Student Athlete Advisory Committee as part of the NESCAC's 2022 Mental Health Week. I promise, while the legitimacy of my participation in athletic events may be based on somewhat of a technicality at this point, talking about mental health is my wheelhouse. For new listeners, my name is Connor Lloyd. I'm an all-else pretty normal college student who has dealt with depression and anxiety. Through the lens of my experience and the stories of my friends, I want to change the way that we as academic institutions, athletic organizations, and overall society address matters of mental health. This week comes with the goal that by raising awareness on NESCAC campuses, we can break the stigma surrounding mental health. The purpose of this week is to more actively open conversations within the realms of athletics, bringing coaches and athletes together in this discussion. By all schools designing their own approach this week and the conversations around the given themes, they hope to create cohesion among NESCAC institutions on prioritizing mental health in student-athletes. Each day of this Mental Health Week has a specific theme or idea associated with a different realm of growth. Today's is the tying together of mental and physical wellness. In many popular narratives, society today strongly associates working out with staying in shape or preserving a physical image, and furthermore for those still competing in athletics to push their physical abilities to the next level and prevent injuries. But exercise has been proven as immensely helpful in aiding with matters of mental health. For starters, it has been shown to alleviate symptoms of anxiety and depression by boosting one's self-esteem, energy, endorphin level, alertness, and so much more. Even as all of this becomes more publicized and proven, the continued glamorization of unrealistic physical beauty standards and how tough it is to self-motivate from a struggling mental state can make it really difficult to build active habits. Speaking from personal experience, and as stressful as it seems, it doesn't take too much to take the first small step in the right direction, and it can make a world of a difference down the road. To discuss the way we navigate this balance and broaden exercises perception, I brought in Bowden's head strength and conditioning coach, Neil Willey, for a quick talk on the value of working out for improving mental wellness. Enjoy. Coach Willey, thank you so much for joining me in here today. You're welcome. Um, well, I just wanted to ask you about your experience. How long, how long have you been at Bowden? How long have you been a strength and conditioning coach and expert? Uh, I've been I've been at Bowdoin since February of 2013. I've been a strength coach since 1998, and I started out just as a grad assistant at the University of Arizona, and I was there for about 15 years, and then transitioned back to my home state of Maine, and back here raising my kids and having fun here at Bowdoin. Nice, nice. Well, sort of just jumping right into the questions, uh, I was wondering why do you think people sometimes neglect combining the topics of mental and physical health? instead of sort of viewing it as like an overarching idea of well-being? That's a great question. I mean, I think the two are very closely knit, and I think a lot of it comes because of just the negative kind of cloud, if you want to say, around mental health. Um, I think as we grow up, we're exposed to physical fitness and the benefits of it throughout our lives and physical education and everything that we do. But I think that mental aspect is kind of pushed aside and it's kind of this thing that people don't like to talk about. I think recently, you know, it's more in the media, it's, it's talked about more. And so hopefully that'll help for people to feel more comfortable just talking about mental issues or problems or struggles that they're having. Mm-hmm. And then um, we can tie the, the two together because, you know, fitness, it helps so much with that mental aspect. Right. We'll just kind of jump it off that last question, but what what sort of benefits have been shown for for stimulating mental well-being from the side of physical fitness? You know, if we just talk about stress and anxiety and how those can kind of 
affect you physically. Like mm-hmm. if you're stressed out about whatever it is, a test that's coming up or whatever, you know, your body tends to tighten up, muscles tighten up, you may have indigestion or heartburn, things like that. And all those things compound and can kind of, you know, work off each other and things get worse. Fitness and just movement mm-hmm. and can just help to, one, relax those muscles and kind of break that cycle. So I think being able to move and, and do that is going to help you to be able to relax and rest and kind of shut things down and then i think also just kind of stemming off the ideas of like grit and mental toughness in the, in the weight room the ability to like push through push yourself to the next level always trying to break the plateau how, how do you think those ideas of like as i said grit sort of fighting through things can be applied to the, the greater bounds of life and pushing through mental adversity in the real world you know that's and that's that's the aspect in strength conditioning that's you know always been talked about as far as the mental piece like right that mental toughness and being able to work towards that in a safe manner. But I think just, you know, whether it's training for a sport or whatever it is, you know, being able to push through those things and learning to do that within your sport or within just just physical fitness and working out can help you in so many aspects, you know, as far as just being able to get through a situation where you've got to put in the time and have the energy and the endurance to get through that. It's just invaluable, I think. I think people who have had to push through, you know, there's lots of different ways to build on that mental piece, but if we're talking just the weight room or whatever, it's being able to push through a conditioning mm-hmm. test or uh, a max effort in the weight room, um, just have a different way of kind of looking at a situation. That may be very different. It may be a struggle with a, a friend or, uh, you know, parents that are just trying to figure out how to help them or things like that and be able to work through those tough situations. And put you at a level above some that may have never experienced that. Totally. Well, in, in what ways have you sort of found your own peace or your own sort of way through things in life via the realm of fitness and physical well-being? I've already said it's so valuable for me. You know, like everyone, I've had those times where you have something you're trying to work through that just totally takes over your mind and you can't focus on anything else but if you can do something active that's going to take your mind off of that and to where you have to focus on whatever you're doing Mm -hmm. so when we're talking about fitness if we're just talking about doing an easy spin on the stationary bike you know depending on your level of fitness like if i get on a stationary bike and i'm having a hard time i'm just going to sit there and think you know but if I do something that takes full effort and that I have to focus on, whether it's because it's technical or because it's just strenuous and hard, it takes me away from those thoughts. And having a break from that cycle of just thinking about whatever that is that we're trying to work through is so important and helpful. So in my life, I, even working in this field, there's times where I don't get enough movement and exercise in, but when I can get that and when I can, whether it be just getting outside, you know, to go for a walk with my kids or whatever it is, it can break up that right. that cycle and, and really help you to relax. And that kind of ties into the question about grit and mental toughness and how reaching that, especially when it comes to maxing, as you said, uh, reaching that level of maximum effort, maximum output. And just kind of how everything else in the world goes away, and you're—it kind of teaches you the ability to focus on a single thing at one time, which, especially in 
the realm of like anxiety and overthinking is I, I think you you touched on it but like it's so invaluable and I, I thought that was just hitting the nail right on the head sort of moving on to the last like two three years um, over the COVID pandemic many people found themselves more cooped up inside they weren't as able to get access to weight rooms or at least weight equipment how, how do you think this influenced the gradual decline in individuals mental well-being I know personally I that was a huge issue for me, just kind of dealing with not being as active as I wanted to. And I mean, I just got really lazy and that sort of entering that cycle was really bad for my own psyche. Yeah. I mean, you know, with everything in the past few years, like I think there's so many different levels to like, for me, when, when, the, when everything started thinking about what the athletes here at Bowdoin could do or the students or faculty staff could do and putting out some stuff for them. I'm in a place where I live out in the woods <laughs> and I could go out my door and do whatever I wanted. And when I first received an email from a, it was from a student that was in a city in, they had been moved into like a hotel room. And so that's all they had was that, that one small space, like to wrap your head around where all the different aspects and places people are coming from. There's lots of different levels. And I think, it can be a tough road to get back into your old routine because, I mean, to make it simple, the more you sit, the more you sit, right? right? And the more you move, the more you move. And so I think for some, it's gotta be small. And I think oftentimes when we're talking about fitness and exercise, people think about big things. Like they make their goals too big and people think of, I'm gonna run a marathon or I'm gonna train for a marathon. And, even, the per, even a person that's in great shape, that's a tough thing to take on. So I think, you know, where we are right now, people need to just start thinking about taking a walk around the block or a walk around their living room. You know, my mom's 80 years old and she does little things. And when she doesn't get to do those little things, and it, it would seem like nothing to some, right. if she doesn't get to do those, then she feels worse. So I think it's figuring out where you are and attacking it with those little teeny goals. Like we always talk about goal setting and all that. So we, everyone kind of has a, an idea of how that works. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to do the same thing with fitness and, and attack it where you're coming from. You know, start very small, find that routine that works for you to where you can fit in 15 minutes or, you know, 10 minutes. And, and you know, it's going to give you, you know, more energy. The people talk about that runner's high. Okay. You get that from just movement. It can help you to feel better. It can help you to have more clarity in your thoughts, and all that's going to help with that um, mental aspect. Yeah, I talked a lot on the show about rebuilding habits and sort of getting back into the groove of normal life after after the COVID pandemic. And I think one of the things I've read about a lot is starting small. And I just really appreciated you noting that again because I think, like you said, a lot of people tend to set too high goals for themselves, especially when starting back at at a level one sort of area. And I think a lot of people could take a lot away from that idea because when you set goals too high, it raises the chances of your failure, which leads to frustration, which leads to you sort of cycling back to level one. So thank you. And moving forward with the idea of the NASCAC Mental Health Week, what would your elevator pitch be for overall fitness and why we should maybe turn the narrative about staying active to less about necessarily looking good and more about feeling good? Ah, let's see. I I would... I would say movement equals 
energy and clarity. And and to go into that just a little more, I think being able to move and and get out of your normal routine that you may have fallen into or you've been in, in forever can just help build upon having more energy so that you want to move more, getting better sleep because you can now relax a little better. You can shut down that you know stress cycle. So I really just think being able to move whatever it is is going to help you to have more energy to do your daily tasks and also have more clarity in your thoughts. Awesome. All right. Well, I, I thank you for being involved with this week. It's obviously something I've talked a lot about on the show, something I'm very mindful of combining mental health with physical health. The BSAC thanks you for joining us. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for helping out and sharing your thoughts and your wisdom. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Again, I am so grateful for Coach Willie's thoughtfulness and enthusiasm to come on the show. It is emblematic for the eagerness of the members of this community to engage in these discussions, which is incredibly exciting to see. The next episode of this little series will drop in two days and feature another special member of the Polar Bear Athletic Department, and it will focus on the student-athlete experience through the COVID pandemic and the relationship between mental health and athletes, especially in trying times. I would also like to say a quick thank you to the BSAC for involving me in this awesome week. They've done such a great job of delivering so much amazing programming, so be sure to check it all out. Finally, another thank you to the NESCAC for acknowledging the importance of these themes and establishing this platform. If you enjoyed the episode today, please repost and share with the NESCAC's Mental Health Week hashtag, self-love is not selfish. Never be afraid to anonymously share your story and reach out anytime via Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next time. And as always, I can't wait to keep growing with you. Mm